You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. Just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. While I'm eating, there is literally diarrhea coming out of people's butts every 30 seconds. Derek and Steve present... If someone orders a, fres- a fresco quesadilla, tell them you don't make them. Tell them or, 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 or leave the cheese in there. Which is that my team uh, won the most games in the majors and doesn't have to worry about that. Who, who's your team? The Red Sox. Oh, team. your Correct. team's the Red Sox. I always forget. So be sure to check for termites. You don't necessarily have to check for guns. <laughs> you heard it here second. Hello and welcome back to episode number 117 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? Derek, we are back. We're back. Back in action. Um, I feel like we say that every single time now. We do, we um, do, yeah, because it's we longer do. delays. Al- we're always back. But um, but, but I think a- that we might have just uh, we might have just left what was a particularly busy period, I think. I um, hope. And so I don't um, think we'll have like a month off like we have. Uh, yeah, that was a long in, in time. In this break. That was a long time. So I checked I checked the last template. The last thing we talked about was World Series predictions, and that was before yeah, the wow. before the wild card. Before the wild card game even got played. Yeah. Yes, correct. It feels like ages ago. It was in reality only about three or three weeks ago, maybe. Um, the MLB playoffs for you, we we do have to give credit where it's due to the MLB playoffs. They do go very fast compared to the other sports playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but they don't feel fast because they're being played every day. So, um, yeah. well, it's good to be back. Um, I'm glad we are still doing this. The listeners were probably a little nervous. I could, yeah, I could I know. sense some nerves. Um, I was a little nervous, but I'm always a little nervous. Um, I think we're, uh, I think we're good to go. I'm excited. I, th- I think we're good to go. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a spooky edition cause we're recording on Halloween. Oh yeah. So happy Halloween, uh, Derek. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. I'm wor- to you too, I'm wearing Steve. A, thank you. I'm wearing a costume. Yeah. I saw, I saw your costume, uh, before we started recording. Can you want to tell everybody what it is? <laughs> I'm a pirate. I'm Steve the pirate. <laughs> nice. Steve <laughs> yeah. the pirate. All yeah. right. I, I am. I'm full of a four dollar Chipotle burrito. <laughs> Ooh, um, wow! They they give you a, it was honestly a great deal. I drove over four dollars thirty eight cents for a double stuffed burrito with chips and guac. That's a great deal. I know they didn't. I don't think they charged me with the chips and guac on accident, but still huge wow. deal. The burrito. Yeah. Do they do that every Halloween? The burrito every freaking Halloween. Wow, wow! These places just get it. They 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 understand what to do. Yeah. To get our service, so. Yeah, I might uh, get salmonella, but whatever. <laughs> it's worth it. So, uh, so we're back after a little bit of a hiatus here recording on Halloween. Um, we, I would talk about everything that's happened while we've been gone, but I think that's sprinkled in throughout here. We're going to talk about sports that we've missed and where we're at now. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, some of my experiences while I was gone. Part of the reason that we couldn't do this at least one week earlier. We can talk about that. Um, so anything, you wanna, anything else you want to mention in the opening drive before we kick it into sports? Anything Anything no, just that we're not. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep it. Oh, I, I know we always say this and it's always long, but we're gonna try to keep no, it we'll, quick because like we yeah we'll do we've it. missed three we've missed three weeks and we don't want to give you three weeks three weeks yeah. worth of information. So we're just gonna do sports. Uh, we're gonna run through some some sports topics and then pop culture and uh, we'll get you out of here real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And we 
can obviously you're right we can't fall into the trap of of trying to cover for three weeks four weeks whatever it is so uh we'll i'll make sure you, i'll make sure that you don't yes. get long-winded yes make sure i don't get long-winded for sure because yeah um because the red sox won the world series because <laughs> the red sox won the world series so, so without yeah. further ado we'll go in we'll go into the period number one which is sports All right, so sports. Uh, as we said, the Red Sox won the World Series, which I think both Steve and I predicted. But Steve predicted the matchup for the second consecutive year, if I remember correctly. Uh, the I World think Series. I, did. I, th- I believe last year you had the Astros and the Dodgers. Now I might be, I might be mistaken, but I know you had the Astros at at a minimum. Um, yeah, last I, year. I, I was I was definitely correct two straight seasons. Yes, and so um, you did pick that. I mean, the unless Red Sox. someone wants to go back and check. <laughs> we can we can check it at some point, but uh, this year what I do know is that you did predict the Red Sox over the Dodgers. I had predicted the Red Sox over the Brewers, uh, so they the Brewers and Dodgers did go to a seventh game in the NLCS, but the Dodgers, of course, uh, win that game seven in advance to the World Series. So uh, we'll keep it quick. Um, I, Garrett, I figure I'll get your thoughts the first. Red, or The Red Sox won the World Series. You don't sound <laughs> as excited as I thought you were. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm really excited. It's a couple of days past now. Um, you know, I was obviously, I was obviously reveling in it as it happened, and now I've had to come back to reality of the real world. Um, that sort of, which I'll get to later. I'll mention now. So I was in Las Vegas the whole previous week, and so the Red Sox then won on Sunday night, and so that was like a cap off to right before I had to return to rea- the real world, like the actual planet Earth. And so you were literally. Out, out of this world you were in vegas watching on, your team win the world series <laughs> yes correct and so then uh so i i reveled in the excitement then but I, I perhaps the reason i don't sound as excited now is because reality has just hit me again and so uh that said though the red sox had their world series parade today um you know i guess i'll give my quick thoughts first um you know th- this was one of the more dominant teams i feel like i've watched um yeah. i never this, i never had this was, that this was clear from the beginning yeah they i mean they never went to an elimination game they lost one game in each series of these playoffs i just i and, and maybe that's why it almost like it didn't feel like the same i, I don't want to i don't want to downplay it at all but it didn't feel like the same thrill ride that most championship runs would be because they, i just like this team was wire to wire yeah. the best team I, I heard a stat earlier they were the first team to reach 60 wins, 70 wins, 80 wins, 90 wins, 100 wins, 110 wins, and then eventually 119 yeah. wins. Like they were the first team to reach yeah. all those milestones. They were the best team since like June. And so um, yeah. so for me, it's just like I was just impressed from top to bottom the way this team was built and played and just kind of, you know, the, the, the closest I think that this got to being like really nerve-wracking was midway through game four. Uh, when Yasil Puig hit his home run to make it four yeah. nothing Dodgers, coming off an eighteen inning win the day before, that was probably the only moment in this series that I was like, "Oh, like we got a series here. Like the Dodgers are going to win this game, and it's going to be a game five with Clayton Kershaw on the mound with a chance to, you know, send this back to Boston three to two Dodgers." Like was a thought that you'd go through your mind at that point. Yeah. Um, but obviously they bounced back and win that game, um, and just from that point you almost knew the Dodgers weren't weren't winning that series once they blew that four nothing lead in game four. So yeah, this uh, kind of had, had, sh- yeah. this, this had shades of the Cubs two years ago when yeah. like they were supposed to, they were supposed to break this huge, huge curse, but they were wire to wire the best team and they just won and everyone was happy, but it wasn't, 
it wasn't as like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Is this your favorite Red Sox team of all time? Favorite? Uh, you know that's a good question. Um, it's really hard to beat the 04 Red Sox when when it comes to favorite. I think this is the best Red Sox team I've ever seen. Oh yeah, with, I'm not like, sure it's my favorite. Objectively, it is. Yeah. I, I'm not sure no, it's and my I, and favorite. And I think that's probably I think that's probably true with a lot of people. Yeah, because this team is has a lot of fun characters. They're young. They're but they were just the best. Like they, yeah. it wasn't like they had to overcome much. They were just the best team yeah. from beginning to end. Now, now I, I will um, say uh, just to try, just to uh, amend that they might be my favorite team as far as like how much I like the collection of players. Um, I guess the better way to put it is it probably wasn't my favorite season. Like Oh four was my favorite season for sure because mm-hmm. of like the, the drama of that. But, but I, I actually, I might call them my favorite team only because like I look up and down the roster and like, it's not filled with all these like gross guys like 2013. Yes. Was. I was just about like, to say that. They're like, so I, gross. I, I mean, like, I, like in 2013, I look at that roster and like, I obviously love David Ortiz, but there were so many gross guys on that roster. <laughs> like just yeah. like, like the beards, like obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and so I look at this team and it's actually like the opposite kind of like, I feel like all these guys are like respectable, <laughs> like looking at least. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, so I, definitely, I, I really like the cast of characters on this team. Um, it didn't have the drama of like the drama that we were talking about, but it did have a lot of fulfilling storylines, I would say. And, and you probably have opinions on this, but like, I am, I am ridiculously happy for David Price right now. Yeah, so I, I wanted to give a quick shout out yeah. to the uh, former Tampa Bay Rays who just won World Series. Uh, David Price, obviously a shout out to David yep. Price. He he absolutely deserved it. Um, he got railed by Boston media for years, years like, uh, like a long for, time. For not really. I mean, he's he's still like even when at his worst, he's still like a, a two or three pitcher. He's not like yeah. the worst pitcher on your roster. Yeah. Um, and he and he got a lot of negative press just because he's kind of combative. He's a guy similar to like I, I compare him to Dwight Howard, who just yeah he doesn't function well if people don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so shout out David Price, he deserves it. Nathan Eovaldi, yeah, wow, <laughs> the Rays' hidden secret. We pick him up. He deals for the Rays. Obviously goes to the Red Sox because that's what every uh, low market team or uh, small market team does. They build they- these unbelievable competitive teams with for for five dollars and change and then they go win world series with the yeah. yankees the red sox yeah they flip them for um, prospects but he's, he's great guy great pitcher um props to him and did you know this derek world series mvp steve pierce yes yes for, made former his tampa bay ray that's right i, I keep forgetting that because he's made his tour of the al east he's been on every team but he was on the race so he was on the race he wasn't not, a great ray <laughs> not this year right Th- this year i believe no he was on toronto this year i think correct yeah and, um, and th- those are the only three that i can think of off the top of my head yeah um but shout but out to those three guys they, they certainly deserve it but what's wild and i think evaldi's probably slightly behind in this category but those might have been your top three vote getters for the world series mvp Absolutely. I, they, I mean, they, certain, certainly Pierce and Price were the top two. I mean, Pierce won it, and I think Price, personally, personally I think Price should have won it. Um, Uvalde is like, he's that guy that no one really, I mean, they do now because he, he stood yeah. out, but yeah. he's a grinder. He'll, he will give you everything he's got every night, and, and people yeah. barely know his name. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and so th- this this will probably be my last comment on the World Series because we don't want to spend much time too much time on it, but Nathan Uvalde, um his perform in this regard, this was something I have never seen and may never see again, which was that I felt like 
the losing pitcher of game three of the World Series was like the biggest rallying point for this team. Like, like I don't know if you saw the, the video of him coming off the mound after giving up the walk-off home run. And like the literally the entire team is like he can't even get down the dugout stairs without like all the hugs and like pats on the back. And like, yeah, it was like it was like this team felt so drastically like they let him down. And and yeah. and to be honest, they should, because it's kind of wild to think about throwing six innings and 97 pitches in relief, all of which are in a situation where you cannot give up a run. Like, imagine yeah. making a start that the rules were at the beginning. You give up one run, you lose. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what Nathan Evaldi was dealing with in game three. And yeah. so that performance was incredible and a loss. And so I think I've never probably seen a losing pitcher effort that was it, as rallying go, as that. And it's going to go underappreciated because if if he doesn't do that, the Boston Red Sox bullpen, which has all season been the weakest link, yeah. doesn't have as dominant of a World Series. Possibly they they right. get stretched, because they get stretched thin, they get, they, stretched. They, they get overused, and and they don't have this dominant World Series, which which everyone knows they had one of the best World Series of of anyone. Yeah, but you're right because they were able to be used. Now, now, now some of the some of them got stretched. I think like Joe Kelly was outstanding, even being kind of overworked. I think, but you're right. Some most of those guys like Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier and like even Craig Kimbrell. I think they were able to be managed as far as how much they had to throw because of the starters that came in and pitched out of relief. Like that was a huge deal. Um, and so that brings me to the last question I'll have before we move on for you, because I heard this question today and I, I know what my answer is, but I think it's interesting just along the same lines of using the starters and relief being related to that. Um, someone brought up the point, obviously this Red Sox team loaded with talent, like was best wire to wire. Do you think this team wins the world series if, if they have John Farrell managing and not Alex Cora? Oh, good question. Uh, absolutely not. I completely agree. Um, but they, but they they go eighty and eighty, or eighty and yeah. fifty, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so that's probably an exaggeration. But but like I, I just my last point there is I think a lot of people want to chalk Alex Cora up to like you know they all love him, they all want to win for him, and like that's it. But that is totally not it. Like like this like. I was insanely impressed with the way he managed the the pitching staff and the bullpen, like not being afraid to do some of these things that we've talked about before. It's like use a, use your best pitcher in this situation. Like we were, who, who we were cares texting. if he's pitching I, in two days? Like, it's the it's the World Series. Play it like you're playing MLB the Show, yeah. a video game. Yeah, like put your best pitcher in in the seventh inning. Put your yeah. put Chris Sale in at any moment. Yeah. On, and, on and, any amount of days rest. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely loved that Chris Sale was the one who closed that game. Like. Like Craig Kimbrell had pitched like 30 pitches each of the last two days before that. It's like, like a lot of managers would be like, this is my closer. I have to use him to close the game, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, put your best pitcher in to get these last three out. So yeah, um, here's a fun stat about that actually. Um, So I've got two stats and then we'll move on. Yeah. Chris sale was, was a pitcher who got the first and last out of the world series. Mm, The last time, the last time that had ever been done, you know what year? I have no clue. Probably not. Gonna. Yeah, 1945 was the last time that wow. a pitcher got the first and the last out in the World Series. Wow. Um, one last, one last fun stat about the extra innings game. Um, yep. The last ten times a team uh, in the World Series when they went ex- went to extra innings, the team who won the extra inning game was nine and one the next game. Really interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, yeah, and that's like that's crazy because a lot of the, you know a lot of people I had heard were saying again, and this goes back to the Evaldi point that uh, without that Evaldi performance, if you just lose a regular eighteen inning game, like all the momentum is with the Dodgers, you know, and yeah. I, I think arguably it still was with them. But that Evaldi performance, like somehow equaled out the momentum part of it, I think, um, with an eighteen inning game. So, but yeah, that's a that's crazy, and kind of I guess makes sense in a World Series context um, because of that momentum and like being late and kind of, you know, you're going, going you're going to bed like literally five hours later than you probably expected to <laughs> that night. Yeah. So, so yeah. But so anyway, Red Sox won the World Series. Um, congrats or whatever. Congrats or whatever is literally what Steve has written. In the notes here, uh, and yeah, two, two for two in the last two years with Steve predicting the World Series at the outside of the playoffs. So. I hope I don't predict it right next year because I'm obviously going to predict the Red Sox. Next <laughs> well, you never know. The Yankees are going to probably make a huge push this offseason yeah. to to get better. Obviously, coming off a loss to the Red Sox, so. it's going to be Ray, Rays Pirates World Series. Rays win. <laughs> All right, there's the prediction. Early, early prediction. There's the early early season prediction. Um, okay, so uh, World Series is done. Uh, NFL season now kind of gets more eyes turns turned toward it. I think with baseball being over, not that eyes weren't on the NFL, but the world series being over. Um, so let's do a quick check in on the NFL. Uh, we'll just touch on a couple topics quickly because I, that I'm actually not certain when the trade deadline is or if it passed yet, but I know that it's, it's, it's around now because a lot of teams are making last minute deals. Yeah. It's, um, it's passed. It's passed. Okay. Um, so we got to start with the Rams, I think, because they look like the best team in the league by a lot to me anyway. Uh, and, and so they just acquired Dante Fowler Jr. from the Jaguars, which which really makes me um, not happy <laughs> as, as, a, as a fan oh, of a team besides now, the Rams. Now the Patriots fan is mad that the best team gets good players. No, now well, he's mad. No, so, I mean, you know, first of all, um, it, this is a different this – this is a best player that um, is – a defensive lineman, which I think is different and not as commonly seen midseason to pick up like an elite defensive lineman is very rare. At least, at least I'm I just think. saying this is a total Patriots but move and I don't not, want you to be I mean, about it. I don't know. I don't think, no, I don't think it is. It's like, I mean, you just got Josh the, Gordon. Yeah. But Josh, but no, but nobody in the league wanted Josh Gordon. You know, it's like, I think the, 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 I, I'm Brandon not going to sit here and say the Patriots. Yeah. But so, I mean, yes, like the Patriots get these players, but, um, generally not right before the deadline is it a player like this so i thought it was you know i'm not com- i'm not i'm not complaining about it i'm just saying it's this sucks for if you're not a fan of the rams because the rams are are a wagon already and so the, and that defensive line already with the defensive pro- the like the defensive mvp of the league in aaron donald adds dante fowler so a huge so pickup wait, for here's the rams a, here, here's a follow-up question are we yep. fans of the rams oh i love the rams yeah uh, so i think i do too uh, the Rams are like one of my favorite teams besides the team I root for. And I think that, um, so being a Patriots fan, I'm nervous about the Rams because they're the they're who I think will be the NFC champion. That's the only reason that I would be unhappy about this. If you like the Rams, which a lot of people do, this trade is like, makes them obviously even stronger. And I just love the way the team's built. I love their coach. I love their young talent. Like I, I just, I love that they're finally wearing the uniforms they should be wearing. Which right, is the, which you. is their which is their blue and yellows instead of like the mismatching white and blue and gold and, yeah. and dark puke color and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know they're wearing the right uniforms now. You, I, I think most people like the Rams, to be honest. I do too. Um, I, I mean, I have nothing else to add to that. The Rams look good. I mean, they're obviously one of the front runners to, yeah. to be in the Super Bowl, and 
Um, you don't have the Chiefs on here, but I think the Chiefs look just as good. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Um, they've got they've got an unstoppable offense, which is kind of cool because they're flashy, which I like. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like Tyreek Tyreek Hill hurdles someone for a touchdown once a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, yeah, it's it's insane. Like like um, and, and even when you know a guy is ridiculously good is um, when in Bill Belichick's post game I, I saw after the Patriots played the Chiefs. They kept asking him questions about the Chiefs' offense in general, and literally, he just kept saying, "Like Tyreek Hill is an is an insanely explosive player." <laughs> like, 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 yeah. like every answer was just like, "Yeah, Tyreek Hill is really hard to defend." <laughs> like he's he's yeah. he's too he's very explosive. <laughs> like he was he was name dropping Hill like every answer he had. So it was like, you know, that guy is just. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure he's a scumbag, but he's insanely good at football. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but so there's that the chiefs. Yeah, obviously look, uh, very, very good it's particularly on offense. They look unbeatable. Their defense has a few holes, but if they can patch that up, um, so I'm going to give you the other three big wide receiver movements and I want you to just tell me which one jumps out at you. Uh, we won't, okay. we won't break down all three. Demarius Thomas went to the Texans, uh, mainly a replacement for Will Fuller who tore his ACL a couple, uh, last week, uh, golden Tate to the Eagles and Amari Cooper to the Cowboys. What's, what's jumping out at you out of those three. So to be honest, none of them. They're mm-hmm. all like, in my opinion, second tier wide receivers. Yeah. Um. They all used to be first tier wide receivers. Now they're all second tier wide receivers. Um. Uh, the obvious one is the Texans because they've won five games in a row and and picking up Demarius Thomas to fill in for Will Fuller, which I think is a little bit of an upgrade. Um. Should be should kind of keep them rolling. Yeah. That being said, I think the Texans, Eagles, and Cowboys are are all in kind of like that that middle of the pack NFL teams that, that right. adding a, a, a mid tier wide receiver won't do too much. Yeah. I generally agree. Um, for me, actually, I think it's golden Tate. Uh, I just, I just have a feeling on, on this one. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that oh, guy's going to come up huge. Like the I, gut, I, I, you know, I'm just picturing the Eagles being that super bowl champ that like sl- starts kind of slow, like gets their quarterback back healthy and like turns the corner in December. Like I, I, I can just see it happening. And I think, you know, once they're all healthy and Golden Tate's in that offense, that offense was obviously insanely good last year uh, in the Super Bowl. So I, I can Golden Tate's my pick out of these three to make the biggest impact the rest of this season. So quick I, note I there say on that the I, trades. Yep. I will say that I follow Golden Tate on Twitter, and he is <laughs> hyped to be on the Eagles. Is he? He well, is <laughs> so happy. I don't know. I mean, he's just like – He's tweeting at all the Eagles fans. He's like asking for recommendations. Yeah. He like people are sending him, you know, and like people like draw him in like an Eagles outfit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like send him a photo. He's responding to all of them with like the fire <laughs> emoji. He is That's excited great. to be on He's the Eagles. Pumped. I mean, hey, he was on the Lions, you know. Calvin Johnson retired because he was on the Lions. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so there's a few midseason pickups. Anything else on the NFL uh, before we move? Uh, no, move on? just that Fitz Magic is back. Ryan cool. Fitzpatrick is starting over Jameis. Oh yeah, against that's the right. Panthers this Sunday. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we we may have, and if I'm saying this, you know, I we it it's, might be true is we might have reached the end of the Jameis era. Yeah, in I mean, Tampa Bay. yeah, it does feel potentially. He's lost. Like that. He's lost yeah. his. He's lost all of all of his swagger. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Let's move yeah. on. Let, let's revisit that one. Uh, that's more set in stone. When Ryan um, Fitzpatrick wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, that, that'll be a good time to discuss the future of Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, next topic, this will be quick because we, we aren't going to dive into the whole thing, but the college football playoff rankings came out for the first time this week on Tuesday night. They announced the rankings um, of highlight is obviously, as usual, there are two SEC teams in the top four. Uh, with that said, uh, that's, 
prior to the Georgia, uh, sorry, the Alabama LSU matchup. Um, so we got the top, you know, the top four is Bama, Clemson, Notre uh, LSU at three, and Notre Dame at four. Uh, and I believe Georgia and I forget the other team. It's in the top six there. Um, but like so Oklahoma maybe or Ohio Oklahoma, it might State. be Oklahoma or uh, Ohio State's I think like tenth right now. So because they had that brutal loss to Purdue, which by the way oh, looked, that's great, right. looked great for Boston College uh, with Purdue smacking Ohio State. But um, so. They came out uh, on our personal note. Boston College ranks 22nd in the college football yeah, playoff yeah. ranking. So uh, <laughs> there is a very, very, very distant and convoluted path to the playoff for Boston College. Don't, um, don't. I don't want to hear it. Do not a lot, say it. A lot needs to happen. Let's put it that way. Let's let's just <laughs> say we have to beat Virginia Tech next this week. week. This week, correct. Um, this week. So that's the BC note. But uh, anything else jump out at you about the playoff and uh, kind of. You know, there's no, probably not much I, at this point. But I don't like the the playoff hype this early. Yeah, because like the one through ten teams are going to play each other eventually too. Right. So it, it doesn't bother me too much. So I have nothing to add about the actual the the rankings. Just that BC's 22, and we can get game day in two weeks if we beat Virginia Tech. Very true. So that's uh, the quick note on that is that they've actually exercised what they apparently call the six day hold on the announcing the Boston college Clemson start time, uh, which they generally traditionally do um, two weeks before or like basically uh, one day short of two weeks. So like the Sunday after a given slate of Saturday games, they'll announce the start times for like the two week ahead. So, um, and so they placed a six day hold on that announcement. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that they want the flexibility of deciding when that game is because they're maybe seeing if BC wins or loses this week against Virginia tech. So, uh, that should be extra incentive for Boston college to, to put their hats on and make sure they go up to Virginia tech and play their game and not, not get hyped by their own ranking like they did last time this happened. Um, so so there's that. We should um, beat Virginia Tech. We should beat Virginia. We should. Tech. We should. They're not they're a bad. Good, they're not a bad team, but they're, they're yeah. They're they've had a tough season, and so we should be able to beat them. Um, yes. The the one thing just about what you said about the rankings being early, I agree. I don't I don't like hype for the playoff this early, but I will say, I, I actually do like that the ranking comes out because it puts accountability on the committee kind of ahead of time. You know, like they can't just drop out the ranking like the week before the playoff being like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know, we want LSU in there, you know, like, like now, like with LSU being there, they've asserted that, but if they lose to Bama, like they have to drop them down kind of thing, you know? So if UCF goes undefeated again, do they make the that's a good four? question? That's a good question. They're number 12 right now. So, you know, to be honest, uh, they absolutely won't. If all of Bama Clemson and Notre Dame go undefeated as well, that's the thing It's like, if all three of those teams are undefeated, there's no way UCF's going to get in. But if Notre Dame stumbles or if or if we can beat Clemson or, you know, if something crazy happens with one of the undefeateds, I think UCF has a chance. But I'm I'm bracing for another year of UCF fans being very unhappy about the result uh, of going 12 and not making the playoff. I'm I'm ready for that to happen. I know. Imagine going like 35. Like, what are they going to win? 30 in a row and not get to play? I think it'll climb up too long on college football. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so lastly, but not least, uh, NBA first impressions. These will be quick. Number one, Warriors are a cheat code. That is true. They had 90, 92 points at halftime the other night um, against the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add yeah. on the Warriors? <laughs> it's it's awesome and stupid at the same time. I, yeah. I love it and hate it at the same time. It's, it's hard to describe my feelings for the Warriors because we're witnessing history. We're witnessing the best team that maybe may ever play the game. Yeah. And we're also witnessing 
the the stupidest uh, second place trophy competition we've ever seen in our life. <laughs> I know it's true. Um, you know, it's obviously early to to set anything in stone, but it's like unless it's really unless, not unless it's they not unless they <laughs> unless they lose their shooting ability, <laughs> there's not a lot that's going to happen trying to defend this team. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's that. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers, you, you've written here, LeBron and the Lakers are hilarious. Would you like to elaborate? It's true. Not only are they not great, but like Lance Stevenson's acting up. Rondo's yep. getting in Rondo's fights. Rondo's punching people in the face. Le- LeBron, LeBron's getting like, he's kind of like understands this season's a wash and you can, you can hear by his tone that he's just waiting for another superstar to join him <laughs> over there. Yeah. So like it's, it's kind of, it, they're kind of just like a, a fun joke. I hope they make the playoffs because LeBron in the playoffs is a dip is a different right, animal, but right. The, it's it's like but watching they, they, a uh, yeah every night is like a, a comedy show yeah like the, a sketch the, the, the thing is they got to get like the six or seven seed like you can't they can't face the Warriors like that would just be like I would yeah. almost feel bad for LeBron at that point coming from me I would almost feel bad if he gets yeah. the eight seed and has to face the Warriors again like yeah. um with that team well, so, I wrote down I wrote down Celtics struggling next mainly because they lost the Magic yeah they. <laughs> No, the Celtics were struggling. Uh, you could probably argue they still are a little bit. They're they're definitely not clicking yet. I mean, they, they've won a few in a row now. They're five and two, but um, they 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 did lose the Magic. Like you know, Gordon Hayward's clearly not back to one hundred percent yet, as far as just like confidence goes. Um, Kyrie had a really good game last time out, so I mean, maybe they're starting to catch something there. But but no, that's a valid statement. Celtics struggling. I think certainly relative to expectation, they are. And I did say I did say um, a stat that they are the by far uh, highest rated defensive team in the league. Oh, really? Thus far they are? So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, d- defensive efficiency. Yeah, that actually makes sense to me. It does feel like their struggles have all been offensive. Like, their shooting has very, been very poor so far. Um, but, yeah, I guess their defensive efficiency is good, which is, which you know, it's not great for the fans, but I guarantee Brad Stevens would rather be that way than, than be the opposite. Yeah. Um, so there's that. The Magic are the second best team in the NBA, at least after one particular game they were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, test. thank you for saying it like that. <laughs> uh, they were they were the second best team in the in the East at one point, yes. um, which was a great moment in uh, <laughs> Orlando Magic basketball history. It sure was, it sure was. Um, now we're we're kind of back to the back to where we're supposed to be. Hey, but you'll be you'll you'll go back there again at some point. Uh, um, just yeah. you know, even if it's only for a night, they will be they will be the best. Yeah. They'll I mean, be the second stupid. best team you, at like, some point. What is the point? There's no point to watch basketball no, for the, the next three years. Yeah, the if lower the Warriors are still a basketball team. Yeah, the lower to middle class in the NBA really might as well not show up for any games. Like it's just like yeah, it's insane. Like if like, we, like the Magic played the Kings yesterday, and I was like, why? Th- that's why really they just not like yeah. say just just call really, it a tie and then wait for the next one. It's really the biggest argument for why to hate the Warriors when you're in that debate of liking them or hating them is because like there's actually a lot of really good teams at the next level that would make for really good matchups and like competition. You know, I watched the Celtics play the Raptors. Like the Raptors are a damn good team that nobody's talking about. Um, Kawhi Leonard's healthy again. That team is really good. Like the jazz and the Rockets on the other side. It's like, those teams are good too. It's just like they're undefeated. The bucks are seven and oh, like, 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 and they have maybe the best player in the East with Giannis. And like, it's just, there's some really good teams and it's like, nobody, nobody gives them any chance. Like it, you know, they're not it's even a, close to the Warriors. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else on sports? That's it. Let's move it to pop culture. All right, let's go to pop culture. Here we go. 
All right, so pop culture. Uh, this will be quick. Um, we'll start with uh, why I was gone. I went to Las Vegas, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Steve has been to Las Vegas, but he was trying to remember how long ago it was. Um, I don't remember a lot about my Las Vegas experience in general. Okay, gotcha. So, um, the I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was because it was too long ago, and not because of your state while you were there. But it could have been both. Uh, I no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I loved Las Vegas as far as the vibe and everything goes. I definitely couldn't spend a long time there, though. It's a very exhausting place. Uh, my quick Correct. hitters, my quick hitters, betting on sports is awesome. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed picking out games and walking up to a guy and just handing him cash and telling him a bunch of numbers and then getting a ticket back. Like it was the weirdest thing I've ever done, and it was just fun. Let me quickly jump. Let me quickly jump in there too. Yep. It's way better than like tapping a number on your phone and watching like Venmo go up and down. Oh, like, absolutely. You, you have a ticket and you bring it to him and he hands you cash and you yeah. can go spend it. Right. Like it's just a good feeling. It's, I agree with and you it's completely off the book and it's just like, it's just hilariously fun. Like I like, and yeah. you know, like there's people betting you can bet to, on anything. You can bet on, on anything. anything. Well, so that depends on the sports book, but if it's a big enough sports book, you can basically bet on anything. And so, yeah, it's crazy. You can so, bet on like the coin tosses of football. Yeah. Games. The over under of the national anthem and like all, all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> So, so it's very fun there. Um, there's another, so I was there for a conference at work. My final drive will touch on one of the things from that. So I won't really talk about that here. Uh, and then the other thing I mainly want to touch on is some huge Taco Bell news. Yes. So we have Welcome. big Taco Bell news, um, that Steve yeah. was very excited I'm about. So happy. Like, this is, this is the second time in like three episodes that you've had your own Taco Bell news. I know, I know, it's crazy. Like the, it's taken a while, but now I'm I'm like finally getting onto the Taco Bell news train. Um, it took you long so enough. So the uh, the Taco Bell that opened in Las Vegas, uh, Steve talked about it like a year ago, or, or however long it was when it opened. I think uh, I think I previewed it. I was like excited about. Oh it. right, right, right. Yeah. So I went there. Uh, and it is worth the hype. This is the this is the greatest Taco Bell I've ever been in. Take that for what yeah. it's worth. Um, the you walk in. I don't want to overhype like the visuals and like the experience of walking in. It doesn't blow you away when you first walk in. Like I mean, it, it's like not not that crazy. Um, but they have these like self ordering massive like iPads, like touchscreen type things, where you scroll through the whole menu and you like pick out what you want. You can customize everything. In, including the the spiked like uh, slushies or whatever, like the the freezes that they have. Yeah. Um, so you could you can pick everything, customize everything on the on the menu. Like you pay with your card right at the machine, and you press it, and then your name goes up on a big screen with everyone else's name, and it says whether they're preparing it or whether it's done. Um, and so once your name moves to the done column, and they also like yell your name out, like you go get it, and you can like look right into the kitchen, you can see everything they're doing. Uh, and then you bring your food upstairs if you so choose. And upstairs is literally like a nightclub bar feel, but it's a Taco Let's Bell. Let's go. But it's Taco Bell, though. Yes. So, like, there's it's not dream. there's not a DJ. There's not like a there is a bar, but it's not. There's no one at it. It's just kind of like a very empty bar with one bartender. Um, and there's like there's in each room there's like a big screen on the wall that shows you a camera of the other room, which is really weird. 
Like, so you can just see the other people eating, which was like, I kind of, that's the one thing about this Taco Bell I'd probably remove because it's kind of very weird. (laughs) But um, It sounds like a glitch. (laughs) So it might have been a glitch. I don't know. But we were there for like half an hour and it was, it was there the whole, it was on the whole time. Um, But so there's not really much more to it than that. But like, it was just worth it because I just was like, I wanted to go there and the food was great and it was just, it, it was the novelty of it. So of course I, I, it's worth it. Of course it's worth it. I, I so I give the Taco Bell in in Las Vegas very high grades. Uh, that's Good. that. If you're if you're there, you should go. I know there's a lot of choices in Vegas, but this will be where you don't spend a gazillion dollars. Although the spiked freezes are actually pretty expensive. I'll say that. I think they were all like, right. I think they were like nine bucks or something. But Ooh, okay. But I mean, if you think about it, it's like that's a frozen drink. Like you know. Frozen alcoholic drink is like kind of yeah, like that. I, I, dare, so. I do know, yes. <laughs> so there you go. That's it. That's my uh, that's my Taco Bell that's review. It. It's my Taco Bell news, and uh, that's that for um, for my Vegas review. And now I'll have more in the final drive. So uh, anything you want to add about Vegas? I know you didn't go there recently. So <laughs> um, I've been there recently, but I fully support Vegas. I uh, it's a I agree with all your statement that it's exhausting. You can't yeah. spend too long there. Um, and it's, it's one of those places I know you, you didn't go with like a bunch of, like a group of buddies right, for work. Right. So you couldn't like have the full Vegas experience, but there is a point in time in your life where you'll go with buddies and you'll be sitting at a table. You go out, like you'll get dressed up in your clothes and you'll go out and you'll sit at a blackjack table and then like you'll get up and you'll open the door and it's daytime. It's like daylight <laughs> and like, what? <laughs> like what in your head? You're like, I haven't been here for 12 hours. There's no chance I've been here for 12 hours, but the clock says like, 12 hours. Yeah, I've been here for 12 hours. Sitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's they, and they actually get you like all the things they say about Vegas like oh, yeah. yeah. They pump oxygen in. There's no windows, there's no clocks. The heats are the yep. seats are heated. The drinks are free. Like it's all true. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Like it really really works. <laughs> yeah. Cuz so, I had a weird experience that exact thing happened yeah. to me. Only because I was uh, at a work conference did I not fall victim to that, but I certainly feel like I would have. So so there you go, Vegas. Beware of that if you're going to Vegas, but also embrace it, I feel like. so. Embrace it. Have fun. Um, okay, yep. so my pop culture topic. Um, you said you're going to get into this shortly after I this. I am. But I'll give my my first early review. I've watched the first two episodes of this TV show on Netflix, and you've probably heard of it because it's getting all it's getting all the, the news. Some people are watching it. They love it. Uh, it's Halloween time. The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Um, it is... Very good production value is very high. Um, it's it's got a cool jumping back and forth timeline. It's a lot in the past and a lot in the present. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of different characters, all of whom have their own unique stories, and you can kind of choose who's your favorite and why they're your favorite. And were they your favorite when they were kids, or were they are they your favorite now? Um, so it's just a very well done show. I'm only two episodes in, two and a half actually. I paused it. I paused the third episode to watch to do this podcast. I'm not even joking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, it's Halloween, you got to watch something spooky. Right. No. Yeah. That's true. I might, I might even watch the first one tonight if I have time. It's spooky. It <laughs> so like, is not. It is not a like one of those happy-go-lucky pop like pop scary movies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a scary TV show. I. I'm having trouble watching it alone. It's, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what it's I was scary. looking for. That's the answer. It I was is scary. For. Yeah, um, that's all I can really say about it. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'll we'll we'll do another review once you start watching them and, and I get further in. But yeah. um, if you're looking for a new Netflix show, there's only about ten episodes. It's very well done. Um, it's spooky, but 
um, very high production value and um, they're hour long episodes. So you can like really get invested when you sit down and watch one. So I, I recommend starting the haunting of Hill house. All right. So there you go. The haunting of Hill house uh, on Netflix. I definitely intend to watch it. I've heard a lot of other people talking about it. So uh, definitely worth the watch. And Hey, it's Halloween, like, or the day after Halloween, if you're listening when we release it. So it's still spooky season. You can still do this. Like you, it's, it's, it's still time. spooky season, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So that does it for pop culture brings us into the final drive. Steve, do you want to go first? Do you want to go second? I want to go second today. Second. Derek. All right. I had no clue what you were choosing there. I thought you might even say you, like third or something. I was, <laughs> you were thinking about that one. Um, I did. Okay. So, uh, my final drive, um, I mentioned it was going to be related to the conference I went to. So I went to a conference called DevLearn, which is like kind of a uh, conference for learning technology. And like, you know, e-learning is the industry that uh, that I'm in for work as far as uh, my team goes and what we create. And so one of the keynote speakers at this uh, conference was uh, was Julie Snyder. Do you know who Julie Snyder is, Steve? Does that name sound I familiar? Don't. It doesn't. So the name is would be potentially familiar and I know that you'll probably recognize it after I say it but she was the producer of Serial uh, oh. the podcast um, you know Sarah Koenig is the name everyone remembers but Julie Snyder is yeah. one is kind of the first person I think she says at the end of the episode like produced by you know whoever uh, Ira Glass is the, is the other one who's with This American Life anyway uh, so Julie Snyder was a keynote speaker and she and she gave a really really uh, interesting talk it was basically all about Serial um, and about kind of all the you know, the, the session was technically about like story, effective storytelling. And so she pr- went through their whole, you know, production of Serial and what they went through and like all their thought processes and like the backlash they faced afterward. Um, one pretty funny fact about it. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this go around the Internet. You probably didn't because it was very brief and, and minimal. But at one point, the the Serial official Facebook page had left a comment on its own page saying Adnan did it. I don't know. Did you ever see that on Reddit or anything? No. So, so like people, you know, most people pass it off as like, oh, this was photoshopped by somebody because it was like nobody really saw it afterwards and it was deleted immediately. And they were like, yeah, someone just photoshopped like the serial Facebook page saying Adnan did it. It turned out they they actually did post that. Um, a guy that was testing their their page to like rem- to like he was testing a filter. They were trying to filter out all the talk about like Adnan doing it or whoever doing it. Like because the series oh, no. the, the series had ended and they didn't want to continue to monitor that page like and so they were like we're yeah. gonna put a filter in place that like won't have accusations being dropped on this page and so like he tried to remove anything that said like blank did it or like is guilty or you know a bunch of these phrases and so yeah. he posted it to test and he thought that he was logged into his own Facebook account but he was logged into the serial Facebook oh, account no. and so he literally posted Adnan did it from the official page and like he the, the guy who did it was like serially depressed like like really like he was like freaking out like he was like so rattled and like it turned out that it ended up like no but it didn't catch any traction on reddit because everybody just didn't believe that they were like there's no way that they would really post yeah. that um so that everyone just assumed it was photoshopped so um so that was kind of funny it, it was a really good talk i you know uh she mentioned that season two and three of serial are out i hadn't even heard about season three um, I, I, li- oh. I listened to a couple episodes. It's much different than season one. Um, you might be interested in it from the legal perspective because it falls like a courthouse in in uh, Cleveland, I think, I and mean, like kind of like looking oh. at a bunch of the stuff that they do with a lot of like it's basically like a, a look at the the judicial system and like maybe its flaws and like kind of 
following individual stories, not one big overarching story like their first yeah. season was. So it's kind of interesting. That sounds like serial. Yeah, it's not um, quite. It's not really like season one, and I wouldn't go into it expecting that. But it's inter- It's an interesting listen. So I've listened to a couple episodes, but uh, but yeah. So there you go. My final drive was just a mention of that kind of very good uh, cool. uh, keynote from Julie Snyder, and then kind of interesting progressions on serial season three. I also want to go back eventually and listen to season two, but I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So. Just, just so to go. jump off that, this is not my final drive, yep. uh, but Crime Crime Town Season 2 is out. Oh, um, and nice. It's only, and I haven't listened to it because it's only out on Spotify, and I don't pay for Spotify, so mm. I can't listen to it. That's weird. But That's I, a weird it, move. I, 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 I agree with you. It's a very weird move, but I really liked Crime Town 1. Um, highly recommend that if you haven't started that podcast. Um, but Crime Town 2 is now back, and it's Chicago. Or it's Detroit. It's Detroit. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's Detroit. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. Double, double um, dip on the final drive double dip so my final drive and you've heard this way too many times from way too many people (laughs) um but you dummies gotta vote 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 yep um it's not hard it's very easy super easy Um, if you don't know how you can you can text me or hit me up on facebook or how on snapchat i'm very active on snapchat um and i will tell you how it's very easy you, if you don't know where to vote, you can go to vote.org. You can go to vote.org, and it will tell you where to vote and how to vote. If you don't know who to vote for, do a tiny bit of research, um, but you do have to vote. Um, so yes. November 6th, you can either wait in line on November 6th, or early voting in most places is uh, cl- closes this weekend. So you can Literally walk up to the place you're supposed to vote and vote at any time yes, up until it is probably Sunday. Extremely easy. Uh, if you're in Boston, I will. I am doing early voting in Boston because I'm going to be away next week. It is super easy. I'll be going there Saturday morning. You can go there Sunday morning. You could go there Thursday night. You could go there Friday during the day. You could go there at a whole bunch of different times. So uh, just go check it out online and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy and really really important. Yes. Um, and you and you don't have to get stuck on a Tuesday during work trying to get out for an hour and the line being too long or whatever. Right, just go um, early. And you can take someone with you because it's fun to do it with friends, um, yep. but it's just really important. It's something that means a lot to uh, us, your podcast hosts. Um, so please do that for us. Absolutely. Fully yeah. co-sponsor. Fully co-sponsor <laughs> that message. Our lives literally depend on it. <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to do it for episode number 117 of You Heard It Here Second. Uh, again, apologies for the hiatus we had there, but I think we won't have quite as long of a hiatus uh, moving forward now. We're out of some of the busier times. So uh, anything else, Steve, before we close up? You good? I'm good. All right. I'm good to go, Derek. Great episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on episode 118. Later days. <laughs>